Hey, this is Khalil Ekelona, host of No More Normal. Today and for the rest of the legislative session, we'll be bringing you short daily updates on everything going on in the Roundhouse. It's a part of our joint project, Your New Mexico Government, brought to you by funding from the Thornburg Foundation. Here are our partners with New Mexico PBS with today's highlights and rundown. Good morning once again, Khalil. This is Kevin McDonald, executive producer at New Mexico PBS. And this is the Your New Mexico Government Update for Thursday, March 18th, 2021. We're down to just two and a half days left in the current 60-day legislative session. And the action was into the night, into the morning, this morning, especially in Senate Judiciary. We will get to that in a moment. Uh, And we've also got information about the budget, civil rights bill, lots of action coming with just, again, two and a half days until Sine Die on Saturday at noon. All right, let's talk about House Bill 12. That is the remaining hope for cannabis legalization for supporters of that. Uh, It finally got its hearing in Senate Judiciary yesterday, starting at about 8 o'clock last night, even a little bit later. And it appears, again, that House Bill 12 is really all that is left after attempts to amend basically the competing bill, Senate Bill 288, into that bill, which was unsuccessful. Again, there was more than three hours of debate, several amendments added on to House Bill 12, but it did pass out of Senate Judiciary on a 5-4 to four vote and is headed to the full Senate floor for a vote. Now, Chairman of Senate Judiciary Joe Cervantes sorry, was one of the members who voted against the measure, and he found a lot of language errors in there, what he thought were typos or vague language, and he said that the bill really was still not ready for prime time, and that is going to no doubt be foreshadowing to the debate on the full Senate floor if it happens before the session ends. No doubt it will be one of the most contentious debates of the year. And a lot of that still seems to revolve around the social justice aspects of House Bill 12. Things like expungement of past uh, drug crimes and Uh, A lot of the opponents of this bill, Republicans on Senate Judiciary, repeatedly talked about how they did not want these things wrapped together in one bill, that they were running contrary to each other in a lot of ways from um, the point of view of lawmaking anyway. So no doubt that will be a large focus of the debate on the Senate floor when there is a vote there. I want to... Let you know Andy Lyman from New Mexico Political Report, who we work with on the Growing Forward podcast, has a lot of great wrap-up and reporting more in-depth on this. We encourage you to go check out New Mexico Political Report today for that. We'll put a link here in the episode description. And Andy also has an update on a bill he's covering to put limits on the state's reciprocity rules for medical cannabis licenses. So, Uh, A lot of cannabis news in there today. Also encourage you to subscribe to Growing Forward wherever you get your podcasts. We talk a lot in some of the earlier episodes about those social justice measures and why supporters say those are 
absolutely required for any legalization efforts in New Mexico, in their minds at least. All righty, moving on. House Bill 2, this is the state budget. We've been talking about this. It was approved by the full Senate, uh, 29 to 13, after more than three hours of debate. Uh, it increases the state budget by about $373 million. That's 4.8% for a total budget of $7.4 billion. There were a slew of amendments from lowering the amount of the governor's contingency fund after a bit of a scandal here in recent weeks there uh, to big pay raises for state employees. Uh, all those defeated, but it ate up a lot of time in the Senate floor uh, meeting yesterday. Um, lots of one-time federal relief funds are helping to boost the budget this year. Uh, and a big chunk of that, $600 million, will go to replenish the state's unemployment fund, which was, of course, ravaged last through the last year and the COVID-19 pandemic. It needs some sort of resolution with the House uh, on a conference committee or concurrence before it can go on to the governor's desk, but looks like that is likely at this point. House Bill 4 is another one we've been talking about, the Civil Rights Bill. This one has to do with qualified immunity and the use of that as a defense. If someone wants to bring a lawsuit against police or other government entities, if they feel like their civil rights have been violated, we mentioned yesterday this did pass in the Senate. Well, we also learned yesterday afternoon that the House concurred with the changes made to it in the Senate. So that one is now headed to the governor's desk. This was a big priority of a lot of lawmakers and the governor. Uh, after a lot of civic unrest last summer, stemming from the George Floyd uh, death in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And so this one is looks like headed to being law in New Mexico once the governor signs that. House Bill 55, another uh, bill for those of you who follow good government issues, transparency issues, if that's important to you. Good news here. This one has to do with uh, the publication of how lawmakers use their capital outlay money, which can be into the millions each and every year. Right now, the way it's worked forever is that we have no idea because lawmakers do not have to release what they spent those capital outlay, those discretionary funds on. It was approved by the full Senate yesterday. Again, there needs to be some concurrence uh, or a uh, conference committee to resolve any issues there, but it looks like that one is headed to the governor's office. Uh, not a lot of big changes there in the Senate, so uh, good news on that one and those of you who believe in transparency. This would require legislative staff to publish a list of how each lawmaker spends their capital outlay money each year, as we mentioned. It, right now, it's a bit of a loophole why we don't know that. It's because communication between lawmakers and their staff are, are basically secretive uh, so that they can conduct their business each year in an efficient manner. And so now this capital outlay would be exempt from that. So again, that's House Bill 55, something that has been pushed for at least five or six years now. Looks like it is going to be law, and taxpayers will now know how 
individual lawmakers are spending their capital outlay money. We should let you know that over the last couple years, as support for this has grown, there are a growing number of lawmakers who release this voluntarily, but now we will know for each and every lawmaker. Another one we've been talking about is Senate Bill 66. This is the payday lending reform uh, measure. Uh, the House approved its plan to put limits on interest rates charged on small loans yesterday, so uh, forward moving on there as well. It has already passed in the Senate, but it was changed in the House. Now in the House, there is a cap of either 36% or 99% on interest rates, depending on the loan size. To break that down, if you were to go seek a loan of $1,100 or less, the interest rate would be capped at 99%, and any other bigger small loans would be at 36%. Uh, the Senate version had a 36% cap for everything, uh, but the House did make that change, that 99% still less than the current cap, which is 175%. Uh, the House vote on this was 52 to 16. So again, now we do this back and forth where it needs to go to the Senate for concurrence or conference committee to resolve any of those changes before going on to the governor's desk. House Joint Resolution 13 is something we talked about yesterday. This would change the length of the legislative session in even years uh, to 45 days from the current 30 days. Lawmakers say this would allow them to get more of their work done as we see the yearly crunch to try to get through bills before the session ends and the clock always runs out. And so uh, also in those even years, uh, the legislation that can be considered is supposed to be budget-related or anything else the governor adds to the call. And lawmakers in support of House Joint Resolution 13 say this would allow for uh, more broad uh, legislation to be considered even in even years. It did pass out of the Senate Rules Committee on a 5-2 to two vote and is headed to the full Senate. Uh, and if it is approved, makes it all the way to the governor's desk, that still means there would need to be a vote in as soon as the 2022 midterm elections by voters to decide if they want that as well. The fiscal impact report shows it would cost an estimated 150000 to 200000 to extend those even year sessions by 15 days. House Bill 255, that's the liquor license reform that we've been talking about uh, for really the last two weeks. Uh, the most sort of monumental reform to liquor license processes in New Mexico in nearly four decades. It was signed by Governor Lujan Grisham yesterday. This is the bill that, among other things, allows for the delivery of some liquor along with food uh, orders. And so uh, it's partly an economic stimulus thing for some bars and restaurants who've been hit hard by the pandemic. Again, signed by the governor, it becomes law on July 1st. All right, we also want to make sure everybody saw the big news yesterday that the special election to replace now Secretary Deb Holland, her seat in Congress, that has been set by the Secretary of State for June 1st. Uh, there is a timeline put in place and how quick that has to happen. And so June 1st, voters in the 1st Congressional District will head to the polls to pick her successor 
after the political party central committees pick the candidates that they want to run for that race. This, of course, is due to the historic vote on Monday in the U.S. Senate that confirmed Deb Holland as the nation's first Native American cabinet secretary, as well as the first secretary of the Department of the Interior. So that is what triggered this special election. We want to point you to New Mexico in Focus, airing tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, where we hear from members of the indigenous community reaction, reacting to the historic nature of Deb Holland's confirmation. And the line will also talk about that as well as start to handicap that race in the special election. So be tuned in for that tomorrow night, 7 p.m. on New Mexico PBS. Also want to point you to an interesting article by Robert Knott in the Santa Fe New Mexican. We'll put a link here in the show description. Goes back to Senate Judiciary, which again was worked late into the night on the cannabis legalization, House Bill 12. There was a press conference yesterday with some lawmakers and some advocacy groups saying uh, that the Senate Judiciary Committee Chair, Joe Cervantes, we mentioned him earlier, that he is holding up some measures uh, and just not being as forthright as they would like. I should mention, listen to Senate Judiciary last night, and more than half the members of the committee talked about being uh, reached out to um, by the media about this question of how the Senate Judiciary does its work, and all of them stood by their work and pointed out that Senate Judiciary is, by its very nature, one of the committees that is really going to take its time to parse out language and policy to try to craft the best bills possible. They all stood by Senator Cervantes, but it is an interesting read that we encourage you to take a look at when you get a chance. That will do it for today. Again, be just joining you for another two, three times here as we head towards the end of the session, but the action's fast and furious. And we will be back tomorrow with another update. And until then, stay safe and stay healthy. This has been a Your NM Government legislative update from our partners at NMPBS. I'm Namono host Kaliole Colonna. Before you go, leave us a review. It really helps us out. And a quick reminder to tune in this Sunday at 11 a.m. on KUNM 89.9 FM for a new episode of Nomono.